Good morning. Welcome to Northfield Christian Fellowship. My name is Micah. Uh, Let's pray before we begin. Lord God, you are good. You are king. You are creator. You are Lord. You are redeemer, friend. You are merciful. And you are our shepherd, Lord. And we are merely sheep. Ask that you would watch over us as your book promises, as what we're about to look into today in Psalm 23. May we take great comfort in the fact that you are our shepherd. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. Turn in your Bibles to the book of Psalms, Psalm 23 today. It's one of the most well-known passages in the entire Bible. It's a beautiful psalm, and it's a beautiful prayer written by a king, King David. Because Psalm 23 is written as a prayer, my sermon today is a little bit of a different format than you're used to. Um, Logan Moore asked me earlier, so you got some good jokes today? You're not going to hear any West Virginia today, no poopy jokes, because I don't do that when I pray. God's heard them all. So a little bit of a different format today. Um, a little bit more of a slow format. I usually talk fast when I preach. I may talk a little slower. So uh, hopefully you're not all snoring in about 20 minutes. Read it with me, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David wrote this psalm as an old man looking back on his life. He had been a shepherd himself in his youth. David was the youngest of at least eight siblings, and while his older brothers were out fighting Israel's battles, David was stuck watching over the sheep, and he became fearless. He risked his life for the sheep, defending them against both lions and bears with only a rod and a slingshot. This experience of being a shepherd served David well later on in his life. He became a mighty warrior, and he served as Israel's king for 40 years. David remains today the most famous king in human history, and he loved the Lord deeply. His devotion to God was such that God called David a man after his own heart. David knew success like few people in the world ever experienced. As a warrior, he killed tens of thousands. As a king, he was revered. As a man, he was loved. David led a ragtag nation of 12 disheveled tribes, and he united them into an empire. But David also knew failure. He spent years fleeing for his life before he became king. He lost his best friend. He committed adultery and murder. 
He nearly lost his kingdom. He was humiliated to an unspeakable degree by his own son. David knew defeat, despair, guilt, the need for forgiveness and restoration, the need for rest and safety. And it was after experiencing all of David's successes and all of David's failures that he wrote this psalm. As I look back on my own life and I consider all that God has seen me through, my successes and my failures, the blessings God has given me and the hardships he's allowed, things that my flesh would brag about and the things I'm too ashamed to ever bring up, the joy and excitement, the fun, the life experiences, and the despair, the guilt, the need for forgiveness and restoration. I love this psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. God himself, the one who created you and me, the one whom the patriarch Jacob spoke of, saying, the God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life long to this day. This same God is my shepherd. And this is not just any old shepherd. This is Almighty God who spoke to the prophet Ezekiel saying, I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep and I myself will make them lie down. I will seek the lost and I will seek back the strayed and I will bind up the injured and I will strengthen the weak. This is the same God who in the New Testament says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. God himself, the Lord, is my shepherd. He's my shepherd. He's your shepherd. He's not some other flock's shepherd. He's my shepherd, which means we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. He's our shepherd. He's not our goat herd. He's our shepherd, which means we are sheep, not goats. So when he tells us in the New Testament that he will separate the sheep from the goats, we sheep will hear, come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world, because we are sheep, not goats, we're sheep. We will not hear, depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels, because we are sheep, not goats. The Lord is my shepherd. And I'm just a sheep. All we like sheep have gone astray. I'm a sheep. Stubborn. Dirty. Stupid. A creature of habit. Easily bored. Distracted. Impulsive. Easily frightened. Prone to wander. Vulnerable. We are sheep. Often in conflict with other sheep. We have an amazing ability to make bad decisions over and over again. We lose our way, we lose our balance, we fall into a rut, and we can't even get out of it. As soon as our shepherd pulls us out, we go right back into that same rut and fall into it again. We're sheep. There is nothing in me that makes me worth watching over, worth protecting, worth saving. I am merely a sheep. 
but the Lord is my shepherd. The one who said, I lay down my life for the sheep. He is my shepherd. So I shall not want. All the foolish desires, all my wants that grow out of my flesh like wool, all the distractions that entice me and occupy my thoughts, I shall not want because the Lord is my shepherd. My flesh has so many wants. I want more money. I want better health. I want more happiness. I want less loneliness. I want my loved ones back. I want security. I want no more sorrow. In my flesh, I want what I want, but the Lord is my shepherd. He's your shepherd. And as Paul said, my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He doesn't make us lie down in brown pastures. He doesn't make us lie down in the desert. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He provides the nourishment we need, the rest we need to get through another day. He knows that I, as a sheep, would eat anything under the sun. I'd eat poison. I'd eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and then I'd turn right around and I'd eat from the tree of life so as to live forever as a filthy, guilty sheep. So he makes me lie down in green pastures where I won't eat that which will kill me or leave me endlessly in despair. He makes me lie down in green pastures where I can eat to my fill before I will lie down and rest. He leads me beside still waters because he knows our every need. He knows that as a sheep, I'm easily spooked, so he leads me beside still waters, not fast-moving waters. He knows that as a sheep, I would drink up anything that I came across, so he leads me beside still waters, not polluted waters that'll make me sick. He restores my soul. Sheep have a complete lack of self-awareness. They don't even know when they need their soul restored. Our shepherd restores anyway. He sent Nathan the prophet to tell David a story about a sheep to show him his need for repentance, his need to have his soul restored. Our shepherd brought David to his knees, crying out, Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am languishing. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are troubled. My soul is also greatly troubled. He restores my soul. He brought David to cry out, Create in me a clean heart, O Lord God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. He restores my soul. My soul is not restored by my own awareness, by my own savviness. My soul is restored because my shepherd brings me to a point of seeing my filth, seeing my guilt, and bringing me to repentance. And he doesn't leave me in that state crying out for restoration. He restores my soul. 
He restores your soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He doesn't lead us down the wide and easy path that leads to destruction. He leads us in paths of righteousness. He leads us up the narrow path that leads to life. He gives you and me all the moral guidance we need toward righteousness. He is the great shepherd of the sheep that the author of Hebrews talks about, saying that he will equip you with everything good, that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He tells me what is right. He has given us his perfect precepts to free us, not to burden us, which is why the Apostle John reminded us that his commandments are not burdensome. His commandments are a blessing. They glorify our shepherd, which is why we are here. I'm not here to glorify myself. I was created to glorify God, the one who leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. The valley of the shadow of death, the deep darkness that I find myself in, the times when we are most vulnerable, most easily injured, most susceptible to harm, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. We are not alone. He is with us. Even when we feel alone, we're not alone. The times when we feel like God is so distant, he's completely out of sight, and we, his sheep, are left alone, defenseless, frustrated. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. The God who told Ezekiel, as a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep. And I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on the day of clouds and thick darkness. The God who told Isaiah, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The God who told Joshua, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. His rod, the short club that he uses to fight off those who would harm us. It's the same short club that he uses to discipline us, to prod us in the right direction. I don't like it. I don't like getting disciplined, but his rod comforts me because I know that the Lord disciplines the one he loves. And his staff, that long stick with a curved end that shows his authority, the authority of a ruler, a judge, a king. This staff that he uses to guide the sheep Keep us from falling off a cliff. 
This same staff that he uses to reach out and pick up a little lamb that has lost its way. His staff comforts me because with it, he leaves the 99 in the open country and goes after the one that is lost. So I love his rod that protects me and disciplines me. And I love his staff that guides me and pulls me out of the pit. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Our God is not just shepherd. Our God is our host. He brings us to his banqueting table. His banner over us is love. You prepare a table before me. And his table is not skimpy. His table is a feast because our shepherd, our host, holds nothing back. The choicest of food, the finest of wine, the best of company. Because when God prepares a table before me, I'm not the only misfit invited to the banquet. So are you. So are the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. So are all of us who can never repay him. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. David cried out, O Lord, how many are my foes? He knew what it was like to be completely surrounded by his enemies. But he said, I will not be afraid of many thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Because in the very presence of our enemies, you prepare a table before me. In the midst of danger, in the midst of despair, when things are at their worst, You prepare a table before me. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. God doesn't just shepherd us into his flock. He doesn't just host us at his table. He anoints us, consecrates us. He sets us apart. He sanctifies us. He does that to his sheep You anoint my head with oil. The soothing ointment that keeps the bugs away, heals the sores. He's anointed all of his sheep with the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the helper. The one who seals us with a mark that forever identifies us as the sheep of his pasture. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Our cup is not a cup of wrath like the one our shepherd drank for us when he went to the cross. Our cup is a cup of blessing, a cup of joy, and it overflows. It's not just a sip. It's not just half full. It overflows. Even in the valley of the shadow of death, even in the presence of my enemies, Paul said, may the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy all the days of my life? Really? The good days? Sure. How about the bad days? All the days of my life? 
How about the devastating days? Job said, man who was born of a woman is few of days and full of trouble. Job was right. Because sheep don't live long, and sheep are often full of trouble. Failure and sorrow are clearly a part of our days, but goodness and mercy follow. Jeremiah said, right after the destruction of Jerusalem, he said, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. My shepherd lives in a mansion. And yet he would let sheep dwell in his house. He said, I go and prepare a place for you. I will come again and I will take you to myself that where I am, you may also be. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so will many of you. So will all who have surrendered their lives to our Savior. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The house of the Lord. What a place it will be. There will be a great throne. The apostle John wrote about this throne. He said, the lamb in the midst of the throne will be our shepherd. And he will guide us to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All because the Lord is my shepherd. So I can look back on my life like David did when he wrote this prayer. And as I consider all my successes and all my failures, all my highs and lows, my times of joy, my times of sorrow, through it all I rejoice because the Lord is my shepherd. Is he your shepherd? Is the Lord your shepherd? For many of you in here today, he is. For some of you, he's not. For some of you, you have yet to grasp just how hopeless of a sheep you are and just how great of a shepherd you have. Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. Is he your shepherd? If not, what's stopping you from following him? Graduates... Today, you're about to celebrate the completion of a great chapter in your life. Congratulations. As you go on to further schooling or into the workplace or into the military, you're going to come across all sorts of people trying to be your shepherd. The professor who desires to lead you away from faith in God's word. The boss who seeks to lead you to greener pastures of money and success. 
The friend who wants to lead you to live for today at the expense of tomorrow. None of those are shepherds. They're wolves. Don't stop following the good shepherd, the one who laid down his life for the sheep. Let's pray. Father, you are not just our shepherd. You are the good shepherd, morally perfect. You lived what we failed at. And you paid the price of our failures that we may enjoy your righteousness. You are the good shepherd. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood you shed that makes me white as snow. We love you. We thank you for this beautiful psalm that David prayed. I pray for our graduates. I pray for all of us as we go forward that we would not lose sight of the fact that we are sheep. You are shepherd. We are not great. You are great. You are our God. May we worship you and give you the glory. We pray in your son's name. Amen.